Hey, it's the RU Review covering Rutgers football. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio and on the line, my season ticket partner and a man who knows the Big Ten. It's Bob Permatti who returns to the show. And Bob, uh, Rutgers looking good so far. Two for two. They're both favored in both games. But look, no disappointment yet. Uh, pretty solid performance. Again, it came out in the second half. It was a little late because it looked like it was going to be a nail-biter there for a little while. But I think you'll agree that this was actually, even though the score, even though Rutgers won 36-7, it was closer than the Northwestern game. Oh, I definitely agree. First of all, let me just say thank you for uh, having me on, Steve. I'm really happy to be here. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, I don't know if it's been said very often in the last several years for Rutgers football, but I'm going to say it. Rutgers won those first two games because Rutgers had better players. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, they were faster, way faster than Northwestern. They were more powerful than Temple. That offensive line, that drive when the game was 13 to seven in the fourth quarter, where they just punished Temple's defense all the way down the field, almost entirely on runs. Um, the better players are showing up on kick and punt coverage and kick and punt return teams. The special teams have been for two games have been terrific. Um, I just think Rutgers is got better talent than the two teams they just beat. And I am going to say it. I think they have better talent than the team they're going to play on Saturday. Well, that's good to hear, but let's go back Bob to that, that, uh, touchdown and Manungai pretty much taking over there in the run game because you know he they were he was getting some yards there but he not like that drive and I and you remember I told you this I said Bob this has become a nail biter here you know because EJ Warner just got kind of seemed like he got a little comfortable throws the touchdown pass they're only up six and you're thinking okay this this might be the same as last year where we're going down to the wire on this but no Rutgers as you know, as Greg Shiano said in his press conference they'd have none of it and uh and that's where really uh Kyle Manungai just had a great series there and give credit to the offensive line for opening some holes there. Yes, Temple did have some poor tackling there, but give credit to Manungai for being slippery, boy. What a what a great series for him, and it just really just took over the game from there. Absolutely. And I don't know how many tackles he broke on on the on that drive, but it was more than I could count on one hand, that's for sure. Yeah, and listen, let's take a look at Gavin Wimsat. Uh, again, you know, not a spectacular game, not great gaudy numbers here, just solid. You know, 10 for 21, 198 yards. He had a TD uh, pass. And, uh, oh, by the way, let's, let's take a look at uh, Jaquay Jackson there because he had a little uh, coming out uh, on Saturday night during a blackout because he uh, that, that one uh, long pass uh, from Wimsat to Jackson was spectacular. And he didn't get in the end zone, but, you know, four catches, 95 yards, and he looks like he can be a weapon for Rutgers. Absolutely. And that pass, I think that pass that Wimsett threw to him for, what was it, about almost a 70-yard gain, 65-yard gain? Yeah. That was probably the best pass Wimsett has thrown as Rutgers quarterback. Oh, yeah, I don't think you could argue that. it, It couldn't have been placed better by... Dan Marino, right. uh, it, it was that good. Yeah, he really. And um, his accuracy has improved. Now, is his accuracy to the place that you're going to need it 
for the tougher teams? I don't know. But it's certainly good enough. And the fact that he's protecting the ball. He's not giving up turnovers like he has in the past. Um, big improvement. Shiano was not exaggerating when he said that uh, they have a lot of confidence in him and he's improved in, uh, in how he manages the game. Yeah, let's go back so, to that pass because it wasn't a bullet, Bob. I mean, he has a tendency because he has such a good arm and he really does have a fantastic arm. That's a strong arm he's got. But he does overthrow and he did overthrow Saturday night. He, when he was missing his receivers, Bob, he's, he was high. And so, um, you know, just, uh, you know, he's, he, he tends to uh, probably, you know, adrenaline or whatever. And he just, uh, he really fires it out there and he tends to throw it a little high. Uh, on that pass, a lot of times, uh, he did have another long shot that was more of a, a line drive that went way past the receiver. In this case, he put a nice bit of air under. He showed some nice touch on that ball. And that thing pillowed right down into Jackson's hand. So it was really nice so to see more of that type where he's got a, even though it was a long pass, it, it had a nice touch to it. And it was a very catchable, very ball, so. and a very catchable ball. We want to see more of that. Now, the tendency, as I said, Bob, is that he, se he seems to, you know, throw a little high when, uh, when he gets side and, and he might be pressed and he might want to feel like he needs to get it out there. But it seems to, he does throw a few balls over the receiver's head. He's, right? He does. But I, I think Chirac, Chiraca is, uh, has called a good game in terms of the passes he has confidence in Wimstad hitting. You notice there's not a whole lot of medium uh, yardage passes, long yardage passes over the middle. Well, why is that? It's because what you said. When you throw high over the middle, you get tip balls and you get the other team's safeties intercepting them. Um, so he hasn't called those kind of plays. He's called the plays that Wimstad's comfortable making, and he's making them. So you're saying that so, uh, Soraka's done a pretty good job. I guess we can say that, considering how anemic the offense has been. It's not like that. it's this high-powered offense, but it's certainly, so far in two games, it's been effective. Absolutely. When you combine it with special teams that are really doing their job and a defense that I think it's probably the fastest defense I've ever seen Rutgers have. I mean, the linebackers are flying to the ball, making yep. plays. Uh, now, granted, they haven't played powerhouse offenses yet, but you, you can only play the team on teams in front of you. And I don't think Virginia Tech's going to challenge Rutgers' defense that much either. No. And just, uh, you know... Nope. And a big note here for, you know, Menongai, just his numbers, 165 yards, almost, uh, you know, 5.9 average at a TD. And then also that Deshaun Benjamin, that um, that uh, wheel route where he almost got in the end zone there was was pretty cool. And um, uh, I remember right, I was telling you while we were watching, I was remember, remember uh, Blackshear, who, who actually transferred to Vatek. They used yeah. to run a wheel route to him all the time. It was such a great play. And by the way, he never really I'm did it. He never really did anything for Vatek. Talk about transfers no. going out and, and not really. He sh he would have shined with Rutgers. They needed him, and he goes to Vatek. And I don't think he ever really did much for them. I don't know if he's. I would agree. I don't think it. It ended up not being an optimal decision right. uh, for that young man, and and that's a shame. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all make mistakes. That's a pretty big one. Um, yeah. 
Well, I, I, you know, he was he was featured with Rucker, so I, you know, whatever. Maybe maybe it did work out. Maybe he got a degree and all that stuff. I don't know if he's on an NFL roster or not. I'll have to check on that. He was a good player. And he went to Vatek. And speaking of Vatek, um, well, they lost to Purdue at home uh, at Vatek. So uh, uh, they couldn't. Um, I guess, you know, Purdue played a pretty good game. And, uh, you know, their, their quarterback, Grant Wells, um, you know, through two picks, through two touchdowns as well, but um, pretty good, decent numbers, but nothing spectacular. They couldn't run the ball at all against Purdue, which is interesting. And um, right. and it was, um, you know, and it was pretty good. It was a pretty good road win for Purdue, you got to say. But uh, I, you know, this is certainly not the strongest Virginia Tech team that we've seen. And um, certainly with the with the new newer coach. Uh, certainly who came over from uh, Penn State, Bob. And um, yeah. so far, they're one and one. They beat Old Dominion, okay. And now uh, this is... by another former Penn State coordinator. <laughs> Interesting. And so here we go. Uh, this is again, uh, Rutgers, I, I believe, opened just about a touchdown favorite again here. And like you said, you know, going into that Michigan game 3-0 and and coming out of um, September... You know, three and one's pretty darn good. Don't want to uh, say that, uh, or four, four and one out of September because they got Wagner. Don't want to say that uh, Michigan's impossible, but we know the mountain that you have to climb for that game. But this game right here, Bob, at home, Vatek, three thirty kickoff. I, you know, I, this is another another really exciting opportunity for for Rutgers to go three and zero here. What do you say? I. I cannot, if Rutgers plays the way they've played the first two weeks of the season, I cannot imagine a scenario where they would lose this game. Right. and, and uh, Virginia Tech, you know, people are remembering Michael Vick, Virginia Tech, Frank Beamer, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has been barely over a 500 team in the last eight, nine years. I looked it up. They were seven and six in Beamer's last two seasons. Uh, their their coach uh, after him for six years was I don't know. He's a, his average record was about seven and five, mm-hmm. and Pry was three and eight last year and one and one so far this year. So I mean, this isn't the Virginia Tech that put you know, a lot of guys into the pros and that had 10 and 11 win seasons there reasonably consistently. It's not the same program. Um, and, and Bob, talk about you know, the uh, coach. You know him pretty well because you, you know, as, as tight yes, as you follow uh, Penn State. By the way, everybody, Bob, Bob's my season ticket uh, partner here since the uh, since uh, Rutgers joined the, the Big Ten, but he he's a Penn State grad. And he's he's got the Big Ten wired, so you you know this coach, right? Uh, as coming over from Penn yep. State. Yeah, and I, I mean he's a good coach. Uh, he is not. I don't know if he's ever been a program builder. Uh, the jury's obviously still out on that. Not a very impressive start, frankly. Um, I read uh, read a lot about what's been going on there. Apparently, they've lost some of their recruiting base over the last several years for whatever reason. That Tidewater region of Virginia, that Richmond, Virginia Beach, Newport News, where 
they got a lot of their talent where a lot of schools get talent. Um, they seem to have lost that uh, anchor of their recruiting, and obviously that means their recruiting has suffered. Uh, I don't see Pry so far, at least, getting that back. Um, I'm sure he's trying. Uh, he uh, Usually his defenses typically are rather aggressive. They do a lot of blitzing. Uh, frankly, I think they, at Penn State he telegraphed blitzes a lot, and they were picked up. And, you know, his defenses, especially when they're, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter and the other team starts throwing the ball, the, the defense uh, sometimes at Penn State let down and we lost fourth quarter leads on a number of occasions. Um, but he does have history at Virginia Tech. I believe he was either a grad assistant or a, you know, um, quality control coach or something like that under Beamer. And that's one of the reasons why they brought him back. Okay. Uh, again, uh, he, he's, you got to give him some more time to get his guys, his players. But uh, I don't see, I don't see the talent level that at least this year is going to give anybody good in the ACC much of a challenge. And I don't think, I don't think he'll win on the road against Rutgers either. Well, we we like to hear that information for sure, uh, and I would think that the you know do the same thing for Rutgers here. Um, you start you know lead with the run. Be nice to see Samuel Brown get back uh, on the field. But Kyle Manungai did a nice job. But as you know, as Greg Shiano said, you need you need to have depth at that position, and so uh, it would be good to see uh, Sam Brown get back and and um, they should be able to run the ball. Purdue certainly did. Um, Purdue ran the ball. Purdue racked up like you know, like some 500 yards, close to 500 yards on him. And so, wow. yeah. So that defense. I didn't realize it was that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they, uh, let's see, their their uh, quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback threw for two and change, and they ran. They ran the balls. It looks like down Vatek's throat. So, uh, well, that's. So you, that is the recipe that Shiano and Shiraka, I mean, they go to bed dreaming about a game plan where they can slam the ball with two good running backs at the other team all game. Uh, that, that's yeah. what they love. Mm -hmm. And uh, they'll probably be able to do it. And they really didn't really start running until the second half against Temple. Temple, I thought, was pretty tough against the run and Northwestern was very tough against the run. They figured out what to do in that game and this game, you know, again, second half. And then, they, and then the, um, you know, as soon as Temple got into uh catch up mode and EJ Warner was just throwing balls up for grabs, a couple picks later, the game was over. And so, um, uh, but that's what you want. That's what you want to see. I don't think, and I think what we're getting to is if, if, Gavin's got a, a drop back and fire downfield, and 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 that's the only way they're going to get downfield. They could be in trouble in that in that respect against against some of these bigger teams that they're going to play. Bob, I mean, I, I think the idea is to run it, but at some point he's going to have to drop back thirty times or so and fire the ball downfield uh, if they complete if they eliminate the run. Um, that, that would be the scenario. And really, Wimsat hasn't been in that position. You'd agree? Not, not yet. Yeah. Um, that, that's correct. And that's also, um, you know, I don't mean to be redundant, but special teams doing their job 
means that uh, Wimstat is not put in really bad yardage situations to start drives. Um, he's not, uh, you know, the defense is, is giving him a couple of short fields. And uh, when people say, you know, in the, this era of college football, you need something better than a game manager at quarterback. Well, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't think Stenson Bennett was, uh, uh, you know, Peyton Manning or uh, or someone like that in college. I think he was just excellent at managing the game, not turning the ball over, finding an open receiver, checking down, running when it was necessary. It, that, I mean, I think you can win with a guy like that. I mean, obviously Georgia has talent all over the field, but you Rutgers can win with a game plan that minimizes risk, minimizes the chance of turnovers, and lets Winstead do what he's good at. Yeah, and we know what that is. I mean, um, he hasn't really run the ball that much. Uh, and maybe there's a plan for that down the road. Maybe they're working on that as, as a game plan, more RPOs and such. And, um, and, and we'll see how that, that, that goes down. But I would think that he can do the same thing here is just lead with the run, uh, against Virginia Tech, uh, Saturday afternoon. And I guess that, you know, that, that should be the, uh, the game plan. And, um, and then that defense, Bob, come on. I mean, they're, they're, like you yeah. said, they're, they're flying around the field, like you said. And, uh, Covering well. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, let's see if the, you know, would like to see them get to the quarterback a little bit more. Um, but, um, but they, yes, they're covering well. The and the, the good group of linebackers, and and of course you've got uh, you've got the two uh, the two cornerbacks. Those two corners are, are set there with uh, Logger yep. Beam and Melton, and um, and they're doing a, a a really nice job. And you would think that that you know it's not, no, we're not we're not looking at a high powered offense from from Vatech. Like I said, this nope. Grant Wells appears to be a you know guy, a, a decent quarterback with some decent numbers, but so is EJ Warner too. So it, it seems like that they can keep them out of the end zone. Uh, and then again, we're getting into the whole thing is this is really what Rutgers needed to do. They needed to have an offense that at least had a few series going on, a few sustained drives so that the defense can stay off the field and catch their breath. And that's what's happening. And when they can catch their breath, they're actually very effective. And we've said this in the past is when they don't, when the offense is three and out, three and out, three and out every single time. And, and the defense just gets crushed all afternoon. So, it, you know, they're, they're, they have the ball for a while. You know, in both games, you know, they're winning that's the, right. and and that's so important to, uh, to win that, uh, uh, win that, uh, aspect of the game, uh, where, where they have the ball more than the other team. And, and we, we just haven't seen that. I mean, last year you, you didn't see it certainly against the big boys too. So, uh, so we'll see here again. Uh, you know, they're the six and a half point favorites last time I saw, um, looks like a, a similar scenario to the first two games right in that touchdown or more area, uh, according to the odds, uh, odds makers here. So, um, again, they're at home again. And, um, we, uh, if we can, Rutgers can go three and oh here going in that Michigan game. It would be fantastic. And it's kind of just how, how it was drawn up. Get that win against Wagner at home there coming out of September looking really good. So, uh, exactly. So that, that's where and we're healthy. Yes. And they've and been healthy. Yeah. 
get get uh, hopefully Samuel Brown, Aaron Young, get these running backs back back even have more depth there. Uh, and I'm telling you, is to take a uh, take a look at Jaquay Jackson too because he, uh, he had a quite a game and he can be he can turn into a weapon and, and they need it. Um, and it's important the, the receiver end of things is, is, is still important. Haven't seen much of Johnny Langan, right? I mean, we haven't seen him break out. Maybe he's in there just blocking. I mean, he hasn't, hasn't, uh, hasn't caught many balls, but, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see it. We'll get him going, uh, as well. But it's good to see that he doesn't need to go in there for the, the, the RPO special or whatever he was doing to get the one yard or whatever. I, I just don't, I think they have a, a better offense now where he can just focus on, on being a tight end. And, um, maybe that's, that's for the best. Uh, but, well, uh, we have, a, we have a more well rounded offense because Wimstat is, is checking down well and hitting open receivers much better than he has in the past. And also just to circle back on a point you made about him not running. I know we've been pretty much all sunshine about RU so far. The one area, if there is a complaint about Cochiano, he really hasn't recruited depth at the quarterback position. Yeah. And when you don't have depth at the quarterback position, you really don't want your starter doing a lot of running and taking a lot of hits. They want to keep Wim's ads, especially with the start he's had now, keep him on the field, you know? Uh, Evan yep. Simons behind him, you know, he's, he's had his moments, but it, 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 well, it they it's... lost a pretty good one to transfer portal. The kid that's starting for, uh, the university of Buffalo was, a was a, uh, a Rutgers quarterback. Oh, um, oh. but anyway, I mean, you can't look the guy, what's the Shiano's the strike here was his first year. So this is his fourth season. Um, that's a minor complaint in, in, you know, the fourth season, that he needs to upgrade uh, the the depth at quarterback. He's uh, he's done a pretty good job of getting good athletes, tough tough players uh, at almost every other position. And uh, so you know, give him a little time to develop uh, a second string quarterback. And when he has that, you know, you might see Wimsett running more. Oh, Cole Snyder, I'm here. I'm just getting this quarter. Yeah, so yeah, Cole Snyder is starting for uh for Buffalo. And right. uh sorry that name escaped me because it wasn't memorable by any means. It wasn't like he had some significant time here uh, on the banks, but uh yeah, you're right. The the depth is uh it, it is a consideration certainly if you don't stay healthy there. Um well, it's not and, it's not just Rutgers' consideration either. Yeah, there's a lot of people, you know, but uh, you know, Evan Simon has gotten some reps. He's a guy who's been on the field. Um so uh there's that, but no, yeah, the point's uh, well taken, and um, it, you know you want to keep uh, Wimsat healthy for sure, especially with the with the the start uh, that he's had here. So, uh, hey, two and zero, looking uh, looking at Vatek Saturday afternoon. Uh, excited about a three thirty kickoff at SHI Stadium. I'm Steve Titchener here with Bob Permati. Uh, we come at you weekly. The RU Review. We cover. Uh, Rutgers football. It's on moresportsnow.com. That's our site. Uh, check that out. And also, uh, you can check out uh, S- uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, um, uh, where else? So, uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We're on a bunch of uh, directories. So, check out our podcast. We also do a basketball podcast as well. And we cover other sports too. So, you can check that out on the site. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye bye.